Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Welcome into the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. It is Tuesday, September 27th. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am Blair Angulo, joined by National Recruiting Analyst Alan True. And Alan, it's that time of the year, about three months to go to the early signing period. It's time for mid-season progress reports from a recruiting perspective. Before we get going on the Big Ten Conference, I want to ask you, how are you doing, my friend? Hey, I'm doing well. You know, season's flying by. I can't believe we're talking mid-season already. It is uh, it's it's football weather in the Midwest. I'm already wearing my long sleeves and my fleeces out to game. So uh, things turn pretty quickly here. Super jealous of that. We've got high temperatures here in California uh, in noted Big Ten City, Los Angeles, by the way. So this is a really interesting part of the year because I think teams start to really see what their recruiting class is looking like ahead of that early signing period. It still gives them some time to make some adjustments. And that's what we're going to do here on this show. It's a mid-season and progress reports. We're going to hand out maybe some grades and see where some schools in the Big Ten are right now. Let's start at the top. Let's see who is passing this grade and this class with flying colors. Who do you got? Well, it's boring. It's typical. It's expected. We have to go with Ohio State. Um, it is it is a cliche answer, but when they are consistently outstanding, you have to consistently give them the nod. Once again, they are number one in the conference, and, and it can be hard to keep that going a little bit when other schools are always kind of trying to nip at their heels, and uh, Penn State and Michigan and, and schools like that in other years have gotten close to overtaking them, but another top five class right now, and they're not done by any stretch. They've had several fall official visitors like five-star Keon Keeley, who they are looked to add to the class. But, uh, you know, another outstanding class for them and another one where you look at the wide receiver talent with Brandon Innes and Carnell Tate and guys like that. It is a just just a, a almost you could draw the class up before it even gets finished because you know Ohio State's going to bring in a bunch of four and five stars. You know they're going to recruit well at certain positions, wide receiver being one of them. And you know they're going to finish at the top of the Big Ten and near the top of the board nationally. Yeah, what would we go there? A-minus-ish or so? Like A? Because there's still room for them to get that plus, maybe the plus-plus. I would say the expectations for them are always so high that like even at four, nationally, you can go A minus there. Then if they can close this class with a couple of the guys I said are coming in for these fall officials, then maybe they boost that up to A. Yeah, Ohio State has a lot to work for still and obviously trying to make up for last year, not winning the Big Ten, not reading the, not reaching the college football playoff, but also has plenty of momentum on the recruiting trail. Let's 
start off with the next uh, the next category. That would be great effort. So this is this is the category, Alan, where the parent and the teacher sit down and and maybe you you say, oh, you know, they're doing good, but you know, they're distract they're distracted sometimes. They're passing notes to little Timmy. Uh, you know, things aren't going maybe as perfectly as they could, but they're not going as bad as they could. So I would give that to Purdue, and I would say that it's it's more on the positive side than even that. I, I think that when you look around at the conference, they've just kind of quietly crept, crept their way into the top half of the conference, and they've won some big battles. You know, there were SEC schools and other Big Ten schools coming into their state trying to get defensive lineman Kendrick Gilbert. Uh, they win that battle. They go into Kentucky and, sign, and, and get commitments from two of the top defensive linemen there, and Micah Carter and Sadiq Clements. George Burhan from in-state, I think, is a, a steal at tight end. And so there's been, I remember not too long ago where Purdue was regularly finishing towards the bottom of the conference in recruiting. Jeff Brom came in, got that flipped around, and then they kind of maybe had a little bit of a lull a couple years. And I think they're back now. They're moving back in the right direction. And I think this is a, a sneaky good class. And that doesn't happen without some great effort. Yeah. And I feel like this, this program is doing a really good job of evaluating prospects and maybe finding some of those prospects that they know they that they can develop. But then you also, on the flip side of it, you have to be able to parlay that with some on-field results, right? You have to be able to show on the field to the next phase of recruits that this is the the, the identity and this is the team that they are going to play for. How much do you think recruits look at what Purdue does on the field, specifically in, in terms of development? Oh, I think they do a lot. And I think that Another thing is, you know, the education there is really strong. But I also think that they've had a handful. They, they have done a great job of development. They've also had a handful of top recruiting battles that they've won. And their hit rate on those guys is extremely high. I mean, Rondell Moore was a big recruit for them. Did everything we thought he would do. David Bell, same thing. George Karlaftis, same thing. So whenever Purdue has gotten top recruits to sign with them, those guys have basically become what they were expected to become as as college players, which I think, you know, from following recruiting, sometimes is more difficult than people think to have those top recruits meet their expectations in college. Right. So if you break out the the red Sharpie, what are we going with here? Is, is this a B-ish? I, 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 that's exactly what I was going to say. I think they're a B right now, um, which is, I think, a higher grade than they would have gotten in some other uh, past years. So I think they are moving in the right direction. This class could could go up a little bit higher, too. But I think when we look back in a few years, I think there's some guys in this class that are in the three-star range that will end up being really good players for them also. So B right now, but if we grade it a little bit further down the line, I think this is a really good class. Yeah, B right now for Purdue. Uh, we're going to continue our conversation on mid-season progress reports across the Big Ten Conference. You are listening to the 24-7 Sports Football recruiting podcast okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road with available h-track all-wheel drive and three-row seating my whole family can head deep into the wild conquer the weekend in the all-new hyundai santa fe visit hyundaiusa.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. 
You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. We are back on the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. Blair Angulo joined by Alan True. He's a national recruiting analyst at 24-7 Sports. We are breaking down some of the Big Ten programs and the Big Ten Conference as a whole in midseason progress reports from a recruiting angle. Now, we already discussed Ohio State passing with flying colors. A great effort right now being put in by Purdue. Let's talk needs improvement. So this is maybe a program that is hovering. Uh, you know, they say C's get degrees. And this is one of those programs that is possibly getting there. It, it's hovering. It, it's maybe needs a little bit of, of a push to get past the finish line as as we enter that final phase of exams heading into the early signing period. Who do you got, Alan? I have the Wisconsin Badgers, and they're a school that you know never is really a top three recruiting school in the conference. There have been some years where they've had some top five classes, and you know they they have done more, I think, with less over the years that I've covered recruiting. That said, 12th in the conference, I think you want to see them finish higher than that. 13 commits right now. They're not a a school that is prone to taking big classes, but I think there's still plenty of room there. There's some good players in this class, some guys that are having some big seasons, like uh, Colin Dixon having a huge year, Nate White having a huge year. There's good players in this class. I do think that you want to see a few more added to that class, and you want to see them finish a little bit higher than 12th. Has there been an emphasis on the transfer portal at, at Wisconsin that could potentially be skewing how we view their high school recruiting? I, mean, I think that every school to an extent, there's some of that. Wisconsin has been a little bit more active in the portal, but not in like huge volume numbers. So I think with them, the way that their program has been built the years is still through high school recruiting and development. And so you just always know that Wisconsin is going to find a gem uh, somewhere in the class. But I, I don't know that I, I can say that the transfer portal has had a huge effect on necessarily the numbers and the ranking of this class. Yeah, and obviously needing improvement on the field as well, losing to uh, a Washington State uh, in a Pac-12 conference battle, then you know the the loss to Ohio State this last weekend, uh, some improvement needed there in Madison as we make a charge towards the early signing period. The next category is surprise of the conference. Who do you have on on that one, Alan? So I have Michigan State. I mean, I think that their uh, recruiting efforts under Mel Tucker have been upped. They are recruiting at a more uh, national level. They are going outside of the region much more than they did previously. And he's kind of changed the script as well. Mark D'Antonio built a great program, had a lot of success, a lot with regional recruits and guys who were under the radar, maybe had a chip on their shoulder who they developed. Mel Tucker's still looking for some of those guys, but I think recruiting more nationally and winning some national recruiting battles at Michigan State. So when you see them at number three, in the conference, um, when you see them ahead of Michigan currently in the team rankings, I think that has to be the, the team that is exceeding the expectations the most right now within the conference. How much do you think they're going to be able to sell immediate playing time considering some of the results that we've seen from Michigan State on the field? Is that a tactic that you could see Mel Tucker and that staff employing here in this 2023 recruiting cycle? So I think even prior, I know they're not off to the best start here, but I think even prior to that, they were able to sell some early playing time because they've shown that they were willing to play 
true freshmen in in each of the first two seasons that they've been there. So they've they've they will play the best players, and and we saw a number of freshmen in the last two classes uh, already playing, and so I, I think that's something that they were already able to sell. So I, I don't expect that to change moving forward. Yeah, and Mel Tucker is obviously not afraid to shy away from some of these uh, heavyweight battles, right? I, I think he he goes in there and uh, I don't think he understands or he doesn't really care about the logos on the chest that he's competing against in some of these battles. So uh, certainly a, a program that is on the rise from a recruiting perspective. Uh, and last but not least, Alan, the category that we're going to touch on next, in danger of failing. And so this is where, you know, you get some emails in, in, in your inbox, you, you get maybe pulled the side at the teacher parent conference and and they're telling you hey the the alarms are ringing what's going on um who do you have in danger of failing right now in the mid-season progress report all right it's time for an honest admission here when i read your categories i have this read as in danger of falling not failing oh okay so okay so hey maybe Maybe when you fall, you fail. <laughs> so I had this as the team that was highest up that was most likely to not finish that highly. So I have Northwestern. I don't think they're in any danger of failing. Let me make that clear to any Northwestern fans out there because they have the number four class in the conference right now. But looking at their class, it's largely done. They have 20 commits. There's yeah. one, maybe two guys. Maybe they look for a best player available here down the line. No, they're not having the best year right now either but i don't know that that's going to necessarily affect the class as far as like the commitments i just had them here because i thought that of all the teams that are up high they're the ones that are most likely to get passed just because i don't think they're going to add a lot of bodies between now and national signing day so maybe i should be the one that gets a failing grade for not being able to read i mean in a way you know i think we we tack we tackled it and uh it's it's not too bad i mean looking at the list here though there are some issues uh at the bottom of the list you mentioned wisconsin number 12 among those 14 schools they could be in in danger of failing if they don't you know pick things up nebraska they're at 10 right now in the big 10 uh conference rankings but i don't see how they can i don't see how they could fall right i I feel like with a new staff the new hire that's going to create a lot of buzz it depends on when that happens but that's one of those schools that is going to be one that we watch for as well are there any others towards that bottom of the list right the the minnesotas the maryland's the rutgers illinois indiana uh any of those that maybe concern you with the status of where they're at right now in 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 in, uh the cycle yeah you know i think with nebraska i think it's just a wait and see what happens they're keeping the class together right now we'll see if they can add a four-star guy from in-state like malachi coleman uh who's supposed to make a decision later in the month indiana is at the very bottom of the conference so that's one where obviously you don't want to finish at the bottom we'll see where that one goes illinois i'm interested to see they're second to last right now but i think they've been recruiting better under Brett Bielema. They're having a good season right now. And so I think there's some upside there for them to try to improve that uh, with a good season. I think if it's if it stays where it's at currently, I think that would be considered a little bit of a disappointment based on how they're playing and how um, they've been recruiting of late. So that's one that I have my eye on. We didn't really touch on Michigan. They're kind of kind of in this middle ground of, you know, the class isn't bad. It's 28 overall in the country. I think it's five in the conference right now. But coming off of a college football playoff, you would expect that to be a little higher. Um, they're having a good season, really good season right now. And they've got a lot of uh, recruits left on the board that I think they're trying to battle for. So that's a class that can go up. But another one that I think if it stays where it is to National Signing Day, that won't be one where you would say maybe that one's lower than expected. But we'll see what happens. Michigan always seems to close strong towards the stretch, down the stretch. 
Yeah, and let's not forget Penn State, right? We want to give them a little bit of love. They're the only other Pac-12 or the only other Big Ten school aside from Ohio State that is in the top 20 right now nationally in the team recruiting rankings for this 2023 uh, recruiting cycle. Alan, it's been a pleasure as always. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for joining us. What am I saying? (laughs) I'm failing too. Yeah, we're we're all reaching the uh, mid-season doldrums here and having trouble with language. So, So you and I... Maybe we'll give ourselves a B minus for this, and we'll we'll keep we'll keep. I'm going. D, I'm going D. I'm going D for myself. This is this is uh, not good. Um, so yeah, if you want to continue watching us when we don't stumble over our words, uh, we're going to be able to break down all the conferences here on the 24/7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast for Alan True and our producer Lance Glenn. I am Blair Angulo. Thank you so much for tuning in. It is over. The Shy returns with new episodes on Paramount Plus. What brings you to the Shy? Opportunity. Everybody get down! Walk right up to the side. A new rain is coming to the South Side. Never should have sent a boy to do a woman's job. The Shy. New episodes now streaming. Visit ParamountPlus.com/slash/TheShy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with the Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. The subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply.